Iowa everywhere. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. This is Iowa Everywhere. And now, it's time for Two Guys Named Chris. Powered by Fairway Meat and Grocery. This is Iowa Everywhere. For the fans. What's going on? Welcome to Two Guys Named Chris. We are presented by Fairway. It is Monday, the 9th of January. Got a national championship football game coming up tonight. Looking forward to that. Have a lot of college basketball to discuss and some NFL as well. My name is Chris Williams, joined as always by Chris Hassel in sunny Florida. What's up, brother? How are hey, we today? Yeah, let me look outside real quick, see if it's. Oh, yep, it's sunny. Not a cloud in the sky. Yeah, it's pretty nice. It's about a uh, high of 77, 78 all week. We're going to be in the 40s. Is that. That's good, right? And yeah, for January, yeah, that's good. I've, I've been gone so long, I've forgotten like what it's, it's actually phenomenal. supposed to be when. Phenomenal to be in the 40s. Well, good for you. Good for you. Maybe you get to take that vest off inside. You just wear a, you wear a vest to bed, don't you? You've got nothing else on except a vest. Pretty much. It's my like go-to. It's like my comfort, like take care of business, time to work, put on your vest. I have matching. I have like four different vests, all different colors. They go with anything. Put it on over the collared shirt. I'm ready to go. You can yeah. wear it with jeans. You can wear it with slacks. Anything. I'm so a best guy. Do, is that because you think it looks good or because it like warms your torso? I don't know if it. I I don't it. I don't know if it looks good. It just makes me feel like I'm ready to go. Interesting. Yeah. I'm, Ex- I'm extra the type insulated. Of, to be honest, like so, I've worked from home forever. Right, like. Other than when I was at KXNO, that's the only time in my life in the last, like, 15 years where I had to go into an office. (laughs) So I'm just, like, I've learned how to be productive from home, Uh and I can't just lie around and, like, So putting the vest on kind of signals, all right, the workday has begun. It's time to go. When I take the vest off, all right, you can uh, put your feet up a little bit. Vest. Time to go. So I have a problem when I'm in warm weather climates, and and I have a real problem in like the summer because it doesn't work. Oh, put the vest on. Right. Yeah. But anyways, you need a, a breathable vest. All right. Real quick, before we get into everything that happened this weekend, I like my anxiety went crazy yesterday watching the end of the Texans Colts game. <laughs> That was unbelievable. Like, okay, so there's a couple reasons. One, because our friend Aaron at Circa was telling me about a guy who was playing the Colts in Survivor and about the the massive size of oh testicles this guy's had to play the freaking Colts in Survivor. He could have played the Jags, but he wanted to win that all by himself, right? So he went, <clears throat> he went an opposite way that he thought everybody else was. And he nailed the pick, right? It was like... If you watch the game, it was a good... So, anyways, so I have that in the back of my mind. 
And and Chris, I'm a huge proponent of tanking. Huge. Like there's no reason the Bears should have played Justin Fields yesterday. Absolutely not. Like there in in no world. And they didn't. Be, correct. And they did the right thing. Watching the Texans throw away the first pick in the draft, <laughs> it was like eating at my soul. It just uh, it, and then the the hypocrisy of the NFL if they would have like downed it and not done the two point conversion right for the NFL could have like fined them or something but the whole system is created for them to tank like it drives me crazy I'm just a huge proponent of it like now I think if I don't want every NFL team once they're out of contention just to try and lose obviously like that's not what I'm saying here. But in a scenario like that, it was eating at my soul watching them throw away the first pick. Sorry, it uh, it was something face. else. And as a Bears fan, <laughs> yeah. it was great. Yeah, I'm sure we kind of had were... this in the back of our minds for the last month, month and a half, but didn't really think the Texans would win enough to to get there. And I mean, the throw to the end zone, and all the guy has to do is bat it down, and he goes, he tries to pick it off, and it goes right through his hands. And then the two-point conversion. Oh, my God. It's amazing. But I, And then Lovey Smith, the head coach of the Texans, he just goes off with a big middle finger. Oh, man. Because he gets fired today. He knew yeah. he was getting fired. Brutal. And Davis Mills, the oh. quarterback, probably knows he's not going to be the quarterback of the future there. He might be done, too. And they go out, and they just destroy the first pick. And that could really... I don't know how much it's going to help the Bears, but it could really hurt the Texans because they need a quarterback. Yeah. And now the Bears can try to find another team that really needs a quarterback and play that against the Texans and maybe get something for it. And maybe somebody jumps in and gets the quarterback that the Texans could have gotten if the Bears trade the, down. The Bears, yeah, they just need to go and trade that pick and get as much equity as they can. That, that's what I want them to do. They, they, they still have so many things they need to shore up. It's not just one guy, Will Anderson or Jalen Carter. It, those guys would be great. I'd love to have one of them. But I'd, I'd also like to get something else in return. And that's the thing about that win is it? it's so, it's so valuable to get that number one pick. Dropping from one to two... And now the Texans might have to give stuff up just to get back to where they could have been had they just lost the game. Oh I don't know. I, I I feel like something should be done so that it's not so cut and dry. Just a lottery type? Like the NBA does with the lottery yeah. where the, 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 teams, the four teams with the four worst records basically have the, the same percentage chance to get the number one pick so that it's not like you don't know for sure that this is going to be the thing that loses you or wins you that number one pick. Could you imagine, too, being that guy sitting at Circa watching the Colts and that <laughs> happen? Because like, he looked like a genius for the entire game, really, until the end. And then literally, like I think, <clears throat> from what I understand, like $2 million just slipped out of his hands. Boom. Just like that. If that improbable, all because he didn't want to share the money with some other people. I I don't know like the exact scenario, but yeah, like as far as I understand, like so, you know, another guy had the Jags, and somebody else I think maybe had. I don't. I, I'll have to look into it. I'll I'll come back with the scenario, but I um I was texting with Aaron from Circa on what would have been Saturday night because he was checking in on me because I, 
I actually went 18 and 0 in my survivor, which is really hard to do. And so what'd you what'd you win? I won substantial money like for a guy like you and me. Substantial no, money. Life changing well, money? No, for a guy like you and me. I so I won What's like What's that supposed to mean? I, I won like five hundred bucks. That's like for a guy like okay. you and me, give me five hundred yeah. bucks. Like that's substantial. Okay. Um is my point is that I was like playing for nothing. Right? But <laughs> this is the guy, yeah. Circus sent out they sent out this video. Oh my that poor bastard. Oh uh, my god. So my my point is Aaron has kind of been taking this journey with me cuz I've been telling him about my survivor journey um like throughout the season and he was checking in on me to see cuz he I told him I thought I was going to play the Jags to get to 18 and 0 and I did and I won and I was all happy. And this and he was telling me about this guy right here who just laid his nuts out on the table and rolled with the Colts. And somebody just took a hammer oh. and just and it, it was smashed his testicle. Freaking Texans too. Like this wasn't this wasn't like, oh, I'm rolling with the Packers at home at Lambeau. Uh-huh. You know, I've got Aaron Rodgers. This was the Colts against the Texans. But he was betting on there's no way the Texans are gonna screw this up and win this game. Apparently. And screw themselves I out mean, of the number one pick. Because I actually had this guy, if they won, I was wanting to get this guy on the show with us. Because I thought it'd be fascinating. We've never had a guest on the show with us. Before. Well, I know, but this brand new millionaire who won it with the Colts, I thought would be a really fun guy. So so you're <laughs> under the impression that this guy is not a millionaire already? He's just an average Joe? He, From what I understand, he's just a normal guy. Oh my God, okay. I, I yeah. thought he was maybe no. like a Mattress Mac type. No, he's absolutely not. He's just a random dude. Who played the circa? Oh my survive. god, poor bastard! Yeah. So there was I had all that going. I and then and then like those who've listened to my cake show, show over the years, like I'm a big proponent of tanking if your team's out of it. Like it just like there's no reason not to. And you, you add all that up, and I was just sick to my stomach yesterday. But you're, you're, you're good, good for your bears. You get the number one pick, in the and day. good for you. You won five hundred bucks, eighteen and zero survivor pool. Look at yeah. you. <laughs> It was, it was fun. Like you, you got to do one of those. I, I, I really want you and me to do a team together for the Circus Survivor next year. Yeah, where, where we split it and then we can like walk our count me in. It'll be fun. Where yeah. so the the problem is I just went eighteen and zero. That'll happen like once in your entire life. So next year I'm out in week three, guaranteed. Oh yeah, so. it's tough. I mean, it's a lot tougher than people realize. No, it's it's because you th- you get caught in in these weeks where oh man you got to pick a game that isn't really a slam dunk and you know the NFL the most parody of any league out there the hardest the weeks are like the first five too because you just yep I mean how many of you those you think like, you know but you really don't yeah no it's br- like I, I mean I I want to say like a third of my entire pool which was a hundred so people or whatever it was was out in week like one or two. Jeez. This year, it's it's brutal. All right, um, so yeah, check actually the the Veasan account and the Circus Sports account have been covering this. If you're interested in that, which I'm fascinated, uh, you want like reality TV, man. You follow that guy who bet on the Colts around for a day when he's just sitting there waiting to become a millionaire. Um, you can check out everything that happened over the weekend with our. Speaking of betting, though, how about uh, how about Keith Murphy just just hitting us up on the on the group 
checks asking for winners for his wife. And you you list off like four different NFL games that all end up being winners. And yeah. he doesn't take a single one of them. No. Nope. And then he just starts bitching at you. He's like, well, this, I didn't see it. I did. That's the most annoying thing, like when you do the picks thing. And listen, I've never claimed to be a professional. I do this for fun. If you're taking my gambling advice, like is the gospel, that's a you problem and not me. I like to do it. It's uh it's good analysis. It makes for good content, whatever. Murphy is like the fan where I could go like 70% over a month. Okay. And this actually happened this year in college football. I started off the year on fire and then guys, we're all going to go about anywhere from 45 to 55% unless you're just having one of those years, good or bad. That's what it's made to be that they, they, they cook it like that. And I could go like 70, 75% for a month, and then you lose two games the next week. And that, like, you don't hear a thing from people. Okay. It's crickets <laughs> when you're on fire. You lose two games. You got six people bitching at you, calling you mm -hmm. a moron on Twitter. That is Keith Murphy. Yeah. That is Keith. It was a pretty sad display from Keith, I must say. It was embarrassing. I was yesterday was one of the great sports betting days of my life. I think I went nine and one in all my plays. <laughs> he was like, he was like, all right, I, my wife has kicked me out of the bedroom. I'm sleeping on the couch. How, how do I get winners. back into the bedroom? We need some winners for my wife because the last couple games you've given me, she's lost and I'm in big trouble. I was like, how much did you lose? He's like, oh, oh, she bet ten bucks on the game. <laughs> what? 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 And he's just like, he's desperate for a win. Desperate. Yeah. And it's not even him. It's his wife betting $10 I, on a game. I gave him an entire slate of winners in the NFL. He didn't play one. Unbelievable. It's a sad display. Really and then is. he bitches at me over one college basketball game that I missed on Saturday. It's like, unbelievable. <laughs> All right, speaking of that, um, we'll start with Iowa since they played most recently. Boy, a totally different tone today. Hassel, we both You're thought they me. would beat Indiana on Thursday night. They did, not not the way we, we thought that they would. Come back from 21 down. Uh, I, nobody saw them going 2-0 and last week. No. I mean, we, we pretty much had chalked this Rutgers game up as a loss. The way they were playing, the defense they play. But the season has been saved. I mean, they, they saved it with that Indiana comeback down 21 I still didn't expect them to go into Rutgers and win, but now you go in there, you win that game, and all of a sudden you're four and three in quad one games, and you would be a part of the tournament field again. As bad as it was looking, with a net of like 68 going into that Indiana game, and as bad as they looked early in that Indiana game, and you come out of there, and now you're feeling even better because Peyton Sanford finally wakes up. I mean, he had been a zombie for the first course uh, th the, through the first couple of months of this season, especially in Big Ten play. And he was the reason they won that game against Rutgers yesterday. He was the reason that they were able to hold off Rutgers making their comeback bid. I mean, he, he even made a big play on the defensive end to yeah. force a turnover, and he had a ton of emotion. And when they needed baskets, he got it every single time. And so now you have a totally different outlook moving forward. you got three straight home games coming up. And now you're thinking, geez, go on a run. College basketball season, when you have a team that's not terrible, is a lot like a soap opera. <laughs> you know, every game is a different episode, 
right? And there's ups and there's downs, and you just got to deal with it. This is the point I was trying to make to Iowa fans when they were down, is we know you're not that bad because we've seen this team beat good teams and play well before. They had to find a way to get that spark to find it to get back. I credit Chris Murray the most. Sanford was great. Like, that's the – you put it in our rundown, the Sanford game, no doubt. That was his coming out party on a national scale. Hopefully he can, you know, keep that moving. To me, it just feels like Murray's just taking the team, you know, like we we, we kind of asked him to do. And, and that, in my opinion, that's the recipe for Iowa basketball to get to the NCAA tournament, to potentially be able to do something in March. The best player has to be the alpha dog out there. And maybe he's, maybe he's just kind of gra- – and then let everybody else kind of – you know, your Connor McCaffrey's, your Sanford's, because they're not all going to be hot all the time, right? Like, Sanford's not going to do that every game, but you got to have the one constant, and that's got to be Chris Murray playing the way he has been. Uh, even if he's not making every shot, like, just being that alpha dog out there, we know where to go with it. Love what we've seen there. Yeah, and they've got a manageable schedule coming up, too. I mean, it, it wouldn't be crazy to be like, wow, I was on a five-game winning streak here mm-hmm. in ten days. So... You got to feel a lot better. A lot to do. I mean, Iowa's dug itself a hole here with some bad losses, but the metrics are going to reflect very favorably, and they already have. I think you moved up like 13 spots in Ken Palm after that Rutgers win alone. I just can't believe how they were able to score at will in that game for long stretches in that game against a team that was one of the best defensive teams, maybe still is, in the country. And they just sliced through them, opened up a big lead. And that was the difference in in that game against Rutgers and the way Iowa had been playing since the Iowa State game is that they didn't fall behind. The last four games going into Rutgers, Iowa had trailed each one of those games by at least 14 points. Some of them, as we know, much more than 14 points. Indiana, mm-hmm. they trailed by 21 and came back in one. They didn't trail at all in the game against Rutgers. That, that I read that they were the first team in five years to lead Rutgers wire to wire at the rack. It just it, it doesn't happen. And that crowd was ready to go. That crowd was juiced. If you watch that game, the place was sold out, ready mm-hmm. to go. And I was happy to see a day game on Sunday. Because I, I, I get I so was, used to these yeah, I, evening games on Sunday. They, they start at 5.30, 6.30. Like, what? And most of the time they're at Carver. I don't get that. I, I don't like that scheduling. I hate the Big Ten schedule. It's not good compared I mean, every, to compared uh, to what we see in the Big Twelve and a lot of other conferences. I hate it. I I don't know. How I would Iowa rarely ever it. gets a home game on a Saturday. Yeah, that's that's bad. And I mean that that accounts for some of the attendance deals. Sure. That that you see at Carver Hawkeye Arena. Yeah, I mean it, it feels like every year they're playing on Super Bowl Sunday at like three o'clock. <laughs> I, I hate the Big Ten schedule. I just, I hate it. It, mm-hmm. it, it actually, and that all started with the Big Ten network. I'm not even an Iowa ago. fan, but I have to watch every game because of what we do for a living. And, like, it's a hindrance to, oh, I've got an NFL Sunday on. Like, I didn't even know they were playing yesterday until you texted me. I knew they had a game. I just assumed, like you said, that it was 4 o'clock in the afternoon because that's normally when they play on a Sunday. God, I'm glad I don't cover Iowa like on a day-to-day basis because that would really suck. 
Uh, oh, but yeah. No, I'm right there with it. So you get three home games now, Thursday, Sunday, Wednesday, against Michigan, Maryland, and Northwestern, where the metrics say Iowa is a significant favorite in all three of those games. You'll be a favor by three to six points in every single one of them. So this is a great opportunity for Iowa to go on a run. The problem is you just don't trust their defense to get stops. And that will continue to be the case, 117th in, in defense. But when you're playing in that top 15 offensive level, this it doesn't really matter. The problem is when you have those off games, which you saw um, down the down the stretch, they're scoring 50 at Nebraska, right? Like those types of mm-hmm. games, you're not going to be able to win. But man, uh, what a what a turnaround and, and credit to without Patrick McCaffrey, we didn't even mention that. Right, yeah, the two games without him. He's been sitting on the bench uh, as he sits out uh, taking care of his his mental health, and the team has really stepped up. And we saw the team step up in the absence of Chris Murray earlier on the season against Iowa State, but we that didn't last. You know, they, they blew it against Wisconsin, and then um, Murray came back, and they started you know losing to Eastern Illinois and Nebraska and Penn State. But... I'm just looking at the schedule moving forward, and I see a lot of Sunday games, Chris. A lot of them, including this upcoming Sunday. They've got Maryland. Game time hasn't been announced for that yet, I don't think. Uh, It says TBD, home against Maryland. Now, the Michigan game, Iowa fans shouldn't have an excuse. That that should be a a good atmosphere against Michigan because it's 6 o'clock local time. Usually the excuse is, oh, it's yeah, 8 but o'clock. Then they'll be like, well, it's too, well, close it's too to early. Work. Too, too, it's too early. Too I can't wait. I'm, I'm, I'm coming yeah. from Des Moines. I'm coming from uh, Cedar Falls. I can't <laughs> kids, get there in time. Kids get out of school at 3. I mean, I got to get them a snack. But there's ne- take them. Yeah. With this schedule, there's, there's rarely ever a 7 o'clock local time tip or a 6.30 or a 7.30. It's, it's always damn either East Coast 6 schools. o'clock or 8 o'clock. You brought in all those damn East Coast schools to the Big Ten, so right? they get the 6 Well, now you got West Coast coming in, so we'll see what that does. Yeah. But the Northwestern game, that's on, wait till on Iowa's uh, next Wednesday. On, that's at, at 8 o'clock. 9 o'clock on a Sunday night to play. <laughs> UCLA? Yeah. Like, God. Oh, God. I'm, I'm looking at the uh, I'm looking at the upcoming <laughs> schedule. To 11 see if they p.m. tip-off for Hassel in Florida. They have they have a Saturday game. They get Illinois on a, a Saturday at home. Yeah. That'll be that I mean if that's not and, sold out then And they also get Michigan State on a Saturday at home, but that's God. it. Every other game is a Sunday. Do you realize here's what's crazy? That Illinois game and, th- and this is what sucks for Iowa. So these next 3 games are all quad 2s would be all quad 2 wins. Mm-hmm. The Illinois game, believe it or not, would be a quad two win. That wouldn't even be a quad one win at home because Illinois struggled this season. Yeah. The Big Ten is a, the Big Ten has been a mess so far. Like and, you look and at a the lot Big of these Ten can move. So, like, sure. For instance, like the um, uh, let me give you a good example. Like the the Wisconsin loss, let's say, is a quad two right now. Now, if Wisconsin would win out, that would move to a quad one. That it's it's how they are at the end of the season, not when you play them. So, like, this stuff sure, isn't yeah. perfect, but it just there's not a lot of great opportunities here to really boost up that resume, which is why it was so important to get that road win yesterday. Mm-hmm. You got Illinois sitting there one and three in the Big Ten. Northwestern's three and one. Like, <laughs> it's bizarre. A lot of opportunities there down the road. Uh, shout out to Fairway. Fairway meet and grocery NFL playoffs coming up 
starting this weekend. Load it up, baby. Load it up with the meat. I might smoke me some some spare ribs coming up on Saturday. A little Sunday action for the NFL playoffs. Have you ever Check smoked any pork ass? Pork ass? Yeah. Like like a pork butt. Oh, yeah, yeah. I've done that. Yeah. I never it heard good? it as a pork ass. But, yeah, no, well, it's I mean, great. It's I love thing, pork ass. I, I really do. I, it's delicious. That's how you, you shred it up, do a little pork ass, uh, pulled pork ass. So is ass. that is, – is pork butt, pork ass – is that like the anus? Is that like the sphincter no. that you're – not the anus. It's the like the meat. The what you're it's doing with junk. your hands. It's you're the acting junk. Like it is the anus. It, it's the junk and, and the, the trunk, not it's the, the sh- anus. It's the sphincter. <laughs> Give me some of that sphincter. Well, I'll tell you what. I'm gonna stop by. So I out there um, on North Ankeny Boulevard. I go to that fair. There's a fairway coming to Bondurant too, which I'm fired up about to get that meat market here. You guys didn't have a fairway yet. No, it was like this locally owned grocery store, and they sold to Fairway. So oh, Fairway's going to well, be in Bondurant. You've arrived. Yeah, baby. I'm fired up. You've arrived in Bondurant. I thought you guys had arrived a few years ago, but... Here's the thing about our town, is there's a ton of people who live My here. My town. But nobody works here, because there's no businesses in town. Like, it's a total bedroom community. Where, does everybody, everybody work over there in Farrar? <laughs> no, that's where we go for a good haunt. That's it. What does that mean? I actually learned, uh, a high school student told me this, that we tried to dump Farrar from our name, but it was going to cost like a lot of money and like paperwork and stuff. Like you can't, it's hard is, to just, it's hard to just is drop. Is Farrar an actual town or is yeah, it like a. That's where the ghosts are. That's where the haunted What do you mean is. that's where the ghosts are? That's where the haunted, I went on that hunt this fall, remember? <laughs> I thought you were out there in Clorinda. And, hey, uh, Maddie Van Wink, see, go to my Instagram page, see if you can pull up the photograph of me investigating the Ferrar school so we can show it the hassle. I no, thought like, that, that was over at your grandpa's insane asylum. No. I that's where you no. were. No. So, so basically you think that any place that is no longer like a school is is haunted? No. That's if it's not a building. There's like books written about been, this place. It's 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 very haunted. What written about it? Books. Oh. It's an incredibly haunted place. So Ferrar, I've never understood this place. It's got like no population. There's like 13 people that live in Ferrar. See, I thought I always thought Ferrar was the bigger uh, city no, of no, the two. Stop it! Ridiculous. <laughs> it said I'm looking on the the old Wikipedia. It says you guys have about oh about 8,000 people now there in uh, Bondurant. English on watching on YouTube says pig anus is what they use for calamari. <laughs> Matt. If you add enough sauce to go pork butt, that's a sloppy Joe. There's me. Oh. So that's my investigation of the uh, Ferrari. Are you wearing an NWO shirt? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. Uh, if the ghosts saw, him, I needed them to be intimidated. Look at you. Look at so that's the boiler room that's haunt that that that's like it's a very dense a very dense area. You you feel very um, watched. I would say. So that is the auditorium there. So this is, what is this again? The old Ferrar what? School. The elementary school there. It's abandoned. What the hell? Why are there little dolls sitting on the floor? For the ghost to play with. Are you shit? This is somebody that's just looking to make a buck (laughs) and act like it's a haunted place, just placing dolls around. I know the owners. 
I will look at the chalkboard. It's got script. There, there's no way that this is like someone went in there in the last couple of years and scribbled all over that chalkboard. So what happened? Like, there's been thousands of paranormal investigations. You can like rent it out, and the there's rent a, so it my out? friend Veliska Johnny actually was, was thrown up against the that locker right there. <laughs> Who's like Veliska I, Johnny? He's the guy who oversees the Velisca Axe Murder House. Dad does the. I thought your dad thing. oversaw that house. No, Dad does the lawn care. Well, he used to. He doesn't anymore. Dad like goes and like weed eats it and stuff like that. For Velisca Johnny, who's the he's the guy who oversees the Axe Murder. He's like a very well known uh, paranormal investigator throughout the world. He had an experience at Ferrar where a ghost actually threw him against one of those lockers there. <laughs> Have you ever had a ghost touch you? No, I haven't. I've never had any. Yeah, there he is, Johnny Hauser, right there. Good times. He's a good guy. So when we go and do the show from the Axe Murder House, that's the guy who'll probably let us in the door and set it up for us. I can't tell if you're like joking about this whole thing or if you honestly. No, believe. that's Johnny Hauser. Good dude. TV He's a legend says, back in Montgomery County. TB says very haunted. Are there levels of haunted? Yes, there actually are. Uh, there absolutely are. Like some places, it's residual. Some places, the ghosts will actually like communicate with you. <laughs> All kinds of good stuff. All right, we need to move on. We only have thirty <laughs> minutes left. I could go off on this forever. Um, one Pride Hawkeye on YouTube says, "How about my Lions?" Yeah, you're not in the playoffs, but great, good job. You just you just got a worse draft pick last it's, night. It, awesome. it is it's too bad that we have the Seahawks instead of the Lions. Yeah, the, the Lions are way more interesting. I, yeah, I, I'd I'd love if we could switch those teams out. Seahawks way are, more. They, they're, there's no they're, they're the Lions could make a run, like legitimately. Like yeah. the Lions could beat the 49ers. The Seahawks, <clears throat> excuse me. Cannot. Did you just burp talk? No, I was cough talking. No, that sounded like a burp. It's not a burp. You burped while you were talking. That was not a burp. I'm coughing. Yes, it was. It was a cough. I don't know. I don't I'll know if burp, we can. Uh, and you'll know when I burp. Okay? If you're listening on a podcast, you can easily spin back the audio. And I think you'll conclude that that was a burp talk. All right. You, before you were we talking get to Iowa and State, a burp just it was came a out. cough. We've got the 49ers host in our, our guys, Kittle and Purdy. Hosting the Seahawks. Oh, that's going to be a bloodbath, Chris. I would think so, too. I would think so, too. We've got the Chargers, Jacksonville. Jacksonville's just still interesting to me because they are they feel like they're this up-and-coming team. Mm -hmm. Boy, they didn't look very good the other night, but they still found a way to win it. Got with it defense. done, and they got a home game. They got the Chargers coming in. So Justin yep. Herbert against Trevor Lawrence. Sunday, Miami, Buffalo. We do not know who will be Oof, a quarterback for God, Miami, that's, so that's yeah. tough. That's too bad. I mean, I, I I wish Tua was healthy. It would be a much more interesting game. We've got but, the Giants, Vikings. Where I, I'm, I I'm contemplating going. I haven't missed a Vikings playoff game, and I don't. It's been well over a decade. I've been at that. How many moment. wins have you seen? Um, I saw the Minneapolis Miracle. Oh. Um. Wait, you said you haven't that. missed a Vikings playoff game. Did you travel to Philadelphia for the NFC Championship game? Home, I'm at home playoff game. Okay. Yeah, I we I, the Blair Walsh game. 
Um, the la- there, prior to that, there was the win over the Cowboys uh, with Favre. I'm just trying to think of all of them. Like they, they kind of the, the problem with Vikings playoffs game is they're all usually quite forgettable. You know, like it's Are not like, though? oh, we're going to the Super Bowl or anything like that. Like I the, think they're pretty memorable because they usually uh, lose in spectacular yeah. fashion. Well, I remember all of those. I, I don't, I don't, I'm not a big fan of these uh, Super Wild Card Weekend matchups. Baltimore, since he's going to be bad if if Lamar Jackson's not. I playing. know. Like, yeah, I you, already bet on Cincinnati. I, I, you don't have Tua for the Dolphins against the Bills. That's going to be a huge line, a huge blowout. We we already talked about San Francisco, Seattle. The 49ers will kill the Seahawks. Monday's um, a great game. Monday is a it really. In, I think that's the most interesting game by far of Super Wild Card Weekend because it's America's team, the Cowboys, who they they have shown to to have their struggles, and they got to go on the road. To face a losing team, but it's Tom Brady's team, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Eight and nine, they get to host a playoff game. I've made two bets. I did this with Circa last night. I bet Cincinnati at minus six, and then I bet Tampa Bay at plus three. Just because, more because I don't trust Dallas mm-hmm. than thinking. Yeah, like who do you Tampa's. trust in the playoffs, Tom Brady or the Dallas Cowboys? <laughs> yeah. And Cincinnati just. They cover their covering machine, and then you put the questions at quarterback with Baltimore. So I that, I jump. If it's that. six, they must be thinking Lamar Jackson is coming back. I would think so too. And then that makes it a little bit hairy. But man, like Cincinnati's really good, or really, really, really good. Mm-hmm. So there the go. AFC is going to be <laughs> the Chiefs have the bye, but between the Chiefs, the Bills, and the Bengals, wow, it's tough. Um, okay, well, let's do Iowa State basketball. As the Cyclones show no signs of slowing down. In fact, they they surprised me. I thought this was a bad spot for them, Chris. Just the Big Twelve, the road teams went five and zero on Saturday. Just <laughs> boggles my mind. Wow. And Iowa State almost crapped the bed at the end, but they really controlled that game for thirty eight minutes. They, they did. Looked like that the that would have been team. a heartbreaking loss. Yeah, they end up beating TCU by two. Iowa State, along with Kansas and Kansas State, are all 3-0 and right now in Big 12 play. The Cyclones get Texas Tech on Tuesday night before going to Fog Allen Fieldhouse mm. on Saturday at wow, Kansas. Wow, what a week. Massive week here. I mean, you, you look at it the same way. You just split the rest of the way. You're comfortable. You're a top-five seed in the NCAA tournament if you're Iowa State. Jeez. That is wild. I like this game, though. Like, this... The, there was nothing fluky about that. They they only hit four threes, right? Like it was very efficient the way they play basketball against TCU. Who I I still think TCU is really good. I I think that they're a top three team in the league. And to go in there and again, Chris, this wasn't like oh they hit fifteen threes. There was nothing fluky about what they did. They just grinded it out, and they've got. They're getting contributions now from different types of people where they had five guys in double figures. Nobody had this gaudy game. Grill didn't score until the last like five minutes. It was one for five from the floor, three points. But he's still like, he impacted the game in so many different ways. He's one of the best defenders in the league now. And I I give a lot of credit to Gabe Kalsher too. He was 0 for 5 from three, steps up and hits that game-winning shot, which there's something about a game-winner 
in college basketball where you just remember it for a while. That'll be a shot we we kind of it's not Monte Morris Big 12 tournament level because it's a early January game, but that was a really cool for Gabe, you know, to be 0 for 5 and and hit that shot the way he did. That that was an impressive win. They blew my expectations out of the water. I thought they may lose that game by 10. And uh, it, that's why Keith is Keith Murphy sleeping on uh on the sofa downstairs just and, play my uh, nfl picks bro because <laughs> because you told keith boy I, I i feel like the cyclones come down to earth here tcu was favored by five and a half right yeah yeah Six and iowa and state books. pretty much leads that game wire to wire almost blows it in the end and kyle sure man there that guy that guy's so important to the team but mostly on the defensive end of the ball but he comes through he's our leading scorer in that game with 15 points their floor is so much lower offensively this year and now we've actually seen it i mean the iowa game is totally the anomaly um and uconn you know uconn might be the best team in the country so i'm giving them credit more mm-hmm. so than saying oh, iowa state didn't play well um but the floor is so much higher for Iowa State because of the big men. Where last year you had George Condit and you had a Robert Jones who couldn't even dribble it without bouncing it off of his foot. Well, he's a different guy now. He goes, I think, four or five or five for six on Saturday. Where he's not this elite offensive player, but he's serviceable. And then you have Oshuni down low who, going into the Big 12 season, was averaging like three rebounds per game, which is a really, really bad stat for him. And his his play has ascended since they hit the Big 12. And then you have Trey King now who, you know, that was by far his best game as a Cyclone. And it makes you – what I like about him, Chris, is he's not out there taking bad shots. He's just kind of doing what the coaches tell him to do, playing within himself. So I'm really bullish on Iowa State. However – like I told Iowa fans last week, I will tell Iowa State fans this week, this is a soap opera, and Iowa State at some point, I promise you, will have a losing streak in the Big 12. There will be a two, three-game stretch where you're like, oh my God, he's lost the team. I thought Fran had <laughs> lost the team in the first 10 minutes on Thursday night where it didn't even look like they were trying on defense, and then boom, they snapped out of it. One of the biggest comebacks in Iowa basketball history. But I, I promise you, Iowa State fans, there will be a stretch this year where they lose a home game that they're not supposed to or something like that. But now you're playing with house money with these two road wins. Yeah, It, it might be coming up right now because we know how good of a program Texas Tech yeah, is. Yeah, and Tech They're plays, coming in Tuesday. They play just like Iowa State does too. So it evens everything out. Then after that, Chris, at number three, Kansas, and home against number six, Texas. Those are the rankings from last week. The rankings changed today. But I, you you uh, you made a good point on on the floor being a lot higher for the offense. And you see it just in the, in the offensive numbers this season. Last year, Iowa State was capable of having a game where they score 45 points, mm-hmm. of having a game where they score 38 points. This year, it seems like the floor might be mid-50s, and you're consistently scoring in the 60s, and that's a huge... When you go look back at last season, I mean, you remember those games? Brutal. I mean, they, they scored... They, they would score... They scored 36 points against Oklahoma State. <laughs> they lost 53-36. That, that Oklahoma State game, and then we had all the threads on Cyclone Fanatic that Otzelberger wasn't cut out for the Big 12 and all I. <laughs> And I guess after, if you just watch that game, you probably can't blame the people for putting it up there. But again, 
Like now you're getting like easy putbacks. You're better in transition. There's all those easy ways to make buckets that this team can do that they just didn't have the capability of. It, last year was just basically, Chris, you're just praying that Brockington had a really good game and that Kalsher didn't suck. Like that that was the whole deal <laughs> offensively. And now it's like, well, okay, Grill had been the guy. Well, now he doesn't. So there's going to be somebody else who can pick him up and there's just more options. And it feels like Holmes is just going to be the 10 to 15 point per game guy. Just feels like you mm-hmm. know what he's going to be every time out. So it's exciting. I'll be there. I'm, I'm excited to get back to Hilton on Tuesday night. Oh, you're going to be there Tuesday? Yep. Nice. I'm going to go and uh, I'll probably be at every home game the rest of the way for sure. Going to send Stansbury down to Fog Allen on Saturday. So we are in full Big 12 mode. Let's get to tonight's how did, national. Hey, wait, hang on. How did that, um, speaking of Fog Allen, how did the old uh, Dave Zawalinski screaming eagle from Fog Allen, how did that come up with you and Miller? So Miller is going to the Iowa State-Kansas game Oh yeah. Saturday this year. My dad, my, <laughs> I get a text from my dad, and it's John Miller at like the movies wearing a Kansas Jayhawk hat. And my dad goes, what the fuck is this hat? <laughs> what is he doing? His daughter goes there. Little Gracie. Okay. I, I said, I I don't know. I have no idea. He lives in Kansas City. I, I don't know. Yeah, his My dad his was daughter, pretty pissed, though. Yeah, his daughter goes to Kansas. So cut him, <laughs> cut him some slack, Don. So, Look at that. So, hey, can so, we just screenshot that right there? <laughs> That and just make that Miller's avatar going forward. Anything he does on Iowa everywhere, Miller is now the Jayhawk guy. So yeah. he's going to the Kansas Iowa State game. Is he going to be rooting for Kansas? I, well, I assume? so for, he won't tell me how he has these connections. I'm assuming it's the propane industry. But he's sitting in the Chancellor's box. So he is going. He he was told. This is one of those Seinfeld situations yeah. where you're told like you can't wear the opposing right. team's gear. You can't wear the Orioles hat to the Yankees game. Correct. So, yeah, Miller's going to be decked out in Kansas gear on Saturday, and he was telling me about this, and I was like, yeah, I think the – I haven't been to Fog Allen since you and me – we did it as a going away thing for you. Yeah. It was me, you, you and Zawalinski, correct? Yes. And – and TJ got us seats like right behind the Iowa State bench. Correct. And that's when the Screaming Eagle happened <laughs> with Zawolinski. And I was trying to explain it to Miller in our podcast this week. And I, the the Screaming Eagle's difficult to kind of just explain to somebody how that went down. Like, I've never been in a sporting event where it's so quiet and then something so boisterous happens that players and coaches turn around and look at the person – <laughs> like I'll I'll never forget coaches and like George Niang like looking at us like what in the hell was that like the but players, it worked okay it I can worked. jump in here quick so Chris I was covering this game for Fanatic <laughs> on press row so I was I wasn't that far from you guys but literally Were you are a driver no I don't think so drove I drove us? with some Iowa State guys oh, okay somebody drove us we had a driver yes. Somebody drove us, I think. I don't but know. Whatever. The, well, the entire arena was silent when this guy was shooting a free throw. I don't remember who it was. 
But you know when you like sometimes you're on a road game and somebody just some idiot fan just yells like ah. yeah yeah this was like ten times louder than that and everybody looked over at the bench it was it was hilarious uh, so Zavolinsky caught wind of this and starts texting you and me he he Zavolinsky's pulling out like old phones trying to find the original video. I, I know that Andrew Downs, producer of the Murphy and Andy show, has the original audio from the game <laughs> because they they played it on the show the next day and he plays it on the show every now and then. Cause the only the only video that we could find was like it had the the English call and like yeah. a the Hispa- Spanish or a Spanish call. I almost said Hispanic <laughs> Spanish call. And it was so it, it was it was a little hard to hear, but you could still hear it a little bit. But he did it on both free throws. The first free throw, he did it, and the guy missed. And everybody's yeah. like, "Oh my god, what the?" And we're all embarrassed. And I'm just I'm pretending like I'm not even with Dave. Nobody wants to claim Dave at this point. And then he does it again on the second free throw. And the second free throw they made. And then of I'll, course they came back, tied the game, and won it. The thought is burned into my brain. Matt Abdelmassie was one of Fred Hoiberg's assistant coaches. <laughs> And TJ both, they're sitting next to each other on the bench, and they look over at us like, "What?" Because the thing is, we're not sitting like Matt said. We're not up in the balcony. We're in the front row behind the bench. You can't get these seats unless you're affiliated like somewhere, <laughs> right? Like this is not just like random guys bought these on StubHub and came mm-hmm. down from Des Moines. What a time! Anyways, ten years ago, huh? Yeah, it was ten years ago. Yeah, I, I need this to week. get back down to the fog now. And I, I mean, I, I'm sure I've been there since, but that was the one that that, that came to my mind. The um, national championship game is tonight. I'm going to pull up my circa odds here just to see where we are at. As this line has been moving around, where there's a lot of late money coming in on the Georgia Bulldogs, including some of mine. I did bet Georgia today. Chris. Oh, really? I thought you were going to take the points. No, I I think the smart play is Georgia. I, I'm looking at it like this. I'm not betting a lot on this game, by the way. But You're not taking your 500 that you won for the survivor pool and putting it all on this? No, I'm probably going to put like 15. I think I put like $15 on Georgia, if you want to A little Jenny Murphy bet. Specifics. Um, and I, this is one of those deals where if I'm wrong, I'll gladly be wrong because I want TCU <clears throat> to win. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's back to 13 now at Circa. So this thing steamed down to 12. There's a lot of money moving into Georgia now as we get closer to kickoff on this game. I did a preview with Mike Palm on Friday. You can find it on um, the Iowa Everywhere feed and um, where Mike and I kind of ran through the scenarios betting on this game. Mike uh, from Circa, he likes TCU. He's on TCU with this one. He thought the number should have been around 10. So there's that insight. We went into it. If you if you are going to bet this game tonight, you can go and listen to that podcast. But I, I just like to me, Georgia doesn't play close games twice in a row very often. I just I think the worst. The more I've looked into this game, the worst thing that could have happened to TCU was Georgia having that tight one mm-hmm. with Ohio State. I think Georgia would blow out TCU or Michigan tonight. So I'm going to take. Georgia by 14, 17 points and and pray that I'm wrong because I really want TC is a great story. We're all Iowans rooting for Max Duggan, I think. And nobody wants the SEC to win another national championship, let's be honest. Yeah. You feel like the the buzz is down for this game? 
a little bit, and I think the NFL may have something to do with that. I, I think thinking, so too. Right, this 18th week in the NFL, feel like it's and, taken away. And I think that it, it just it hurts playing it on a Monday night. Like if this would have been on Saturday, I think it might have been a little bit different. Seems like it's been a long time since the semifinal games on on New Year's Eve. Uh, you had all that momentum from those two great games, but now what you're left with is a game that not many people think is going to be close with TCU being the, you know, the the big underdog here. I think this is the largest spread in a national championship game in 20 years. Now, that one went the other way. That was the great Ohio State-Miami game. And Ohio State uh, was a huge underdog in that game. Miami was you know, the dynasty in college football, and they were expected to roll, and Ohio State pulled off the big upset, but that was Ohio State. This is TCU. It's a TCU program that wasn't even in a bowl game last year. Mm-hmm. They've been riding the magic carpet, but have they played a team nearly as talented as Georgia? I don't think so. I don't think so either. And I Michigan's don't... not nearly as talented as Georgia. No. Well, man, I, I think Ohio State's considerably more talented than Michigan. Oh, yeah. I think Ohio State... Um, you could go. You could argue Ohio State is the most talented team in the country, and I think Ohio State should have won that game, but Georgia pulled it out. And I, I, I know what you're saying, and I, f- I would feel the same way if I was a TCU fan. I would have much rather seen Georgia just roll Ohio State, come into here, yes, riding high, feeling like they're invincible, but it felt like they sustained that. What, what could have been a knockout blow from Ohio State, they sustained it, and they came back and won it, and they're going to be the first team in a decade to go back-to-back. It's been Alabama a decade ago. That was pre-college football playoff. This would be the first playoff repeat champion. We've seen it uh, five other times where a team that had just won the playoff comes back and gets to the CFP championship. The five previous time that defending champion lost, but just feels I, like they this haven't is played a team. A dud. I hope, I'm yeah, wrong. they haven't played a team. You know, it's usually been like a Clemson against an Alabama or something. It's not TCU, and I know TCU has been doubted all year. Hopefully, they hopefully they can prove a lot of people wrong again tonight, and we get a good game. But uh, I, I'm worried that I'm worried that we won't. The betting has been really interesting. Because all the smart and wise money came in on TCU for a week. And now the closer we get to kickoff, again, it is flipping back the other way. Oh, God. I just got a text message. I need your advice. From? Dave Zawolinski. Yes. What, is he listening live? He wants to go to the Vikings-Giants game. On Sunday. Oh, yeah, because he's a hardcore Giants fan. I just feel like this would be a bad idea. I went to a... He's a hardcore Yankees fan, too. And the Yankees were playing the Twins. And I went to a Yankees-Twins playoff game with him. This would have been probably 12 years ago. Sat in the upper deck. And he was the most obnoxious See, this Yankees fan 
he was yelling in the faces of these poor Twins fans because the is Yankees baseball? were rolling. Yes. He's doing this during baseball. Yes. He was what would he so do during a playoff obnoxious. game in the NFL? <sighs> well, you know Dave. I mean, well, he, that's he the did, thing. <clears throat> you get he your did ass a screaming me. eagle right behind the Iowa State bench. Vikings in, fans are pretty cool, but like when the pressure's up and stuff, and you're wearing the other colors, playoff. I just don't know if I want to be affiliated with him. What was your dad like? Because didn't you say you went to that Cowboys Vikings yeah. game with your dad? Dad wore cowboy, and he was just chill, and like he was. Completely oh, fine. Dave would not be chill. No, I know. <clears throat> and Dave would be one of those guys that the Vikings won. It would ruin his whole day. He'd just be bitter. Yeah, it'd He'd be, be a picking fights. Awful drive home. Like I just, I don't know if I want to get myself into this situation. Yeah, that's that's prickly. That is a prickly one. I mean, if Dave was a Vikings fan, yeah, it'd be a blast. Let's yeah. go. I just don't know if I... I don't want to bring him into my house. Right. You know? Right. I don't need him taking a big dump in my backyard. <laughs> a big, greasy crap right in my backyard where my kids play. I don't know if I need that. Well, he's already on the record on our text chain of saying that, look out, because if the Giants beat the Vikings, they're going to make a run. No, they're not. That's what he says. He they says, are look not out. making a run. He said, look what they did against the Eagles yesterday, and they so didn't even play their players. He's saying Ew. if they beat the Vikings. Yeah. So he's not even predicting that they can beat the Vikings. No. They're not making a run. I, this I can tell you about the NFL playoff. <laughs> the Giants will not make – they very well might beat the Vikings. I I have no confidence in my team. The Giants are not making a run. What's their quarterbacks? Their quarterbacks from Duke, for crying out loud. He can't. Daniel Jones. Yeah, no. That's not happening. Um, speaking of the NFL, the we need to get a Brock Purdy update here as he continues to look at this highest pass. This is from uh, your 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 folks at CBS. Okay, uh huh. Highest passer rating in the NFL since Week 14 belongs to Brock Purdy, 119. Jared Goff number two at 112. Then Patrick Mahomes at number three at 105.9. Brock Purdy. Is the highest passer rating in the NFL in the last four weeks. Just keeps doing it. And I, if I could pick one team to come out of the NFC, it would be the 49ers. I and think I think I most too. people would say that as well. Even though the Eagles are getting the bye, even though the Eagles have home field, if you're giving me any team, I'm taking Brock Purdy's 49ers. I'm surprised. Now, I, I didn't ever think what Brock was doing was fluky, but I did think, I kept thinking like, this is the NFL. Defenses are going to adjust. They're going to do stuff to him that he hasn't seen before. And he has. If you, I've watched about every snap he's taken. Brock's had a couple of lucky breaks go his way where a guy drops an interception or stuff like that. But, I mean, I think that that's the case for everybody if you play in the league long enough. But he's not – he's almost getting stronger. It's like he's seeing the field better each and every week. And I just think it's – I think this is one of those deals – him and Shanahan are a perfect fit for one another. And as long as those two are together, I think they're going to be successful. Would Brock be great if he got traded to the Dolphins? And I, I have hmm. no idea. Yeah. But this works. Whatever's going on right here. It's going to be fascinating to watch play out. He's probably going to win NFL Rookie of the Year, which is crazy. And how about the stat that Brees Hall still ended up leading the Jets in rushing this season? 
And he hasn't played since, what, October? Crazy. <laughs> it is. It really is. Crazy. Give me the Niners. It's going to be the Niners against one of those three behemoths in the AFC. All right, Matt Van Winkle will bring you in here real quick. Is Matt has Thank a – he's, he's a new gambler. He's oh. a sports better. We were watching the Iowa-Indiana game the other night. Matt's like live betting it like a degenerate <laughs> – you're, I didn't you have live a, bet it. I should have. You have a play. You live betted. I didn't live I bet. I did. I, I did. You have a play for tonight's game. You wanted to get uh, out there. For I'm the, playing. The, I'm playing the under. I mean, you got Georgia's defense, the second ranked defense in the nation, only giving up what twelve a game. What, what's the total? That sixty three and a half. Sixty three and a half. That seems high to me. Um, hey, you're a sharp. You're a wise guy because that's what Mike Palm said to do too. Yeah. That, that when I saw the number, it just seemed real high to me. I don't know. This thing could get crazy. I don't know. We've seen TCU put up points. I mean, look what they look what they did against Iowa State. Obviously, Iowa State's defense was Jesus a little bit God. battered what towards was, the end of the year. What was the final of that game? Fifty-five nothing. Yeah, I've I've I have blocked that game out of my memory. That was the shortest post-game show in history on the radio network. I can sad, promise. But, yeah, I, I, I'd play the under tonight. I th- I'm actually putting a little bit on TCU too to cover, but. I got it at 13 and a half, I think. What is it at now, Chris? Did you say it's up to 13? 12, it's it's back up to 13. So I was wrong. It hit 12 on Friday. And I knew I was wanting to play Georgia. And I was watching the numbers. And I got greedy because all the money was coming in on TCU. And I was like, this might go down even more. One more half point, And I waited too long. It went back to 12 and a half, so I jumped on it at 12 and a half with Georgia because I wanted to be under the 13. It opened. I, it. Be su- I think it opened at 13 and a half. Right? I wouldn't be surprised if it's back to 13 and a half at kickoff, the way yeah. the money's coming in on Georgia. Right How about now. this? Van Wink places one bet, and now all of a sudden he's our uh, gambling expert on the show. <laughs> Let's get Matt Van Wink. Matty, you just you just I had a pretty good day yesterday, in the too. Circa app. For the first time over the weekend, what do you? What do I you played think a little tonight? parlay on on Kittle to score a touchdown and the Niners to cover that first half spread. Of Look six at this guy; he's playing prop Jeez. bets. He's he's bebopping and scatting all over us here. Bang <laughs> uh, bang on again, baby. Hassel, you your show now is going to be on cable. Oh yeah, yeah. Today we start a uh, a new venture at CBS Sports HQ. Let's We're moving it. over. So the, I'm going to do a show, uh, most times anyway. It's Monday through Friday, uh, 2 to 5 Central Time on CBS Sports Network. So it's basically HQ. It's just going to be on CBS Sports Network during this time frame. I'm not telling Today's you this the first one because you're one of my best friends. I mean, I've told you this before we started doing this show. What you guys do on HQ is I have it on in the background of my office. It's you guys in VEASAN. That's all I ever have on hmm. because it's just information and it's Good, like it's relevant crap that we all want to hear about. It's not. It's not two guys just screaming at each yes, other. Yes, no, it's good. Hot stuff. takes. No, it's and, sports. And, and everything is tied to uh, wagering and fantasy and yes, uh, it's stuff people on care about. field stuff. You know the stuff that happens on the field. And I like you guys during you. You do a good off season show too. With the transactions and stuff like that, yeah, I love I, that. I, it's 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 a lot of fun. So it's called C- CBS Sports HQ Spotlight, is is what we're going to call the uh, the show on CBS Sports Network, and uh, starts today, two o'clock Central Time. Check it out. Our first guest is going to be Josh Pate from the oh, National Championship Pate. Game. I someday I want to have a beer with that guy. I just think well, he's so well, that awesome. won't happen because he doesn't drink. 
Okay. Sorry. Well, never mind. I don't want to like pressure him. <laughs> Uh, I'd like it. I really. He's a great he, guy. Great he does guy. a Love really, him. really good job. He's he's one of the best national football writers in the country. And then um, congratulations to you. Your wife's out for the week, man. You're gonna be partying. You got you going out. You going out on the town tonight for the game? No. What you doing? It's, it's horrible when when my wife leaves. My life falls about? apart. Your wife being gone for a week is like heaven for a bachelor like you. No, it's not. It's um. All the responsibility to keep up the house and take care of the dog falls you on me. Keep up the house, like pick up well, the kitchen after you eat. Make sure things don't fall apart. But like now, every meal I'm going to have is going to be ordered. Just it's make be make some up. food. I, no, I don't. I don't cook. So what I'm going to do is I go back and forth. Like one day I'll have Jersey Mike's for for lunch, Chipotle for dinner, and then the next day I'll have Chipotle for lunch, Jersey Mike's for dinner. Everything falls apart because when she's here she makes me each day she makes me a smoothie that i have on she, the way to work man she, i married the wrong type of woman she packs mine, my lunch mine doesn't do any of this for me packs my lunch which is usually like some kind of sandwich like she a chicken makes your sandwich. lunch and packs yeah. it for you packs the lunch and and then she i come home and she's got dinner ready as soon as i walk in the door so, um, what is this I, like? A I gotta send camp? for myself. It's great. I'm. It's it's amazing. But God, you're spoiled. She leaves, and I I just don't know what to do. She's gone this all is, week because she's working up in Connecticut. What I always tell young men who are about to get married is that first like six months, do not spoil your wife. <laughs> Make her do the laundry, all that kind of stuff. <laughs> Are you going to get canceled here at the end of the show? No, listen, because my wife was in Make her school. stay in the ki- <laughs> If she's done cooking, tell her you're not coming out I, until that be, kitchen is spick and span. Because she's going to try and train you just like, like like a dog. And I did everything because mine was in vet school, and I, and I liked doing it for her, right? Because she was in, in like now, oh, man, I'm, I cook half the time. I, I'm, I'm, I'm locked in on all that stuff. So, like, what you do... That first six months will set the expectations for the rest of the marriage. And you didn't do shit. No. So now it's just the expectation that you're just a worthless piece of crap who can't even make himself a freaking sandwich. She does all the laundry. She goes grocery shopping. She buys me all my clothes. Brian the wants only to thing know. I do. The only thing I do, I make the bed. <laughs> I make the bed. I will fold my clothes and put them away. And sometimes I'll empty the dishwasher. Matt Matt on YouTube says, Mr. and Mrs. Hassel live in the 1950s. <laughs> Brian says... And there's my beautiful wife making dinner in the kitchen. <laughs> it looks good, honey. Brian says, does Ms. Hassel lay out his clothes and wipe his nose, too? Uh, sometimes, she, sometimes she will pick out my clothes, yes. She buys the clothes, but I, I will pick them out for the day, for the most part. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what, 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 oh there's you there, <laughs> the so there was a commercial running in des moines of you getting a vasectomy is that oh it still runs it runs during the ncaa tournament and yeah it's uh that's With your it, fake right there. wife that's throwing it. you a bag of peas yeah oh it's, it's actually, not your real wife in the commercial it's really good acting honestly the my friends at the iowa clinic i've been doing this for years there were billboards in des moines of me in a hospital gown with ice in my nuts um i'm like what the, yeah 
I was. Uh, I've been in like four or five Iowa clinics. What is up with Des Moines media people and vasectomies? Between you, Fails got a vasectomy live on the air, and then Trent Condon. Every commercial I hear when I listen to Murph and Andy on Kicks and always like, "Hey, this is Trent Condon," and my God, I just got the greatest vasectomy of all time. If I could do it again, I would. I've never gotten a vasectomy. I just mean? am an actor. I no, I don't. Wait, you didn't get a vasectomy? No, I'm just the actor who plays like he got one on TV. No, I haven't got what? I'll get one at some point, but I don't I don't particularly need one right now. That is false advertising if I've ever heard it. No, it's not. All right, we got to go. You got to get to work. Yeah, you're, you're on TV today. You're not just a streaming guy anymore. Get your shit together. I'm okay? a cable boy. <laughs> CBS Sports Network, 2 o'clock. Check out Hassle and tweet at HQ Spotlight. Uh, Van Winkle, thank you, friend. You do a great job, as always. Thanks to our gambling insider, Matt Van Winkle. Uh, Yeah. Uh, Gambling guru, Matt Van Winkle. We appreciate our friends at Fairway Meat and Grocery for their sponsorship of our program. Remember to get your bets in tonight and use our friends at Circa. We appreciate them. We appreciate you. And uh, thanks so much for watching. Thank you so much for everything. My name is Chris Williams. He is Chris Asshole from Matt Van Winkle. Signing off here on your Monday installment of Two Guys Named Chris. Iowa everywhere.